Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another episode. We are on episode 144, season 3. And this episode is Encouragement Needed. Uh, and I'd like to start off with an article from Educational Leadership uh, the Education Profession Changing the Narrative, and this was October 2022, Volume 80, Number 2. And again, as I always state when I'm using some of these articles, you can sure reference it and see the article in its entirety in that issue of ASCD, and that's the October uh, 2022 edition. And this is a column by Douglas Fisher and Nancy Frey, uh, two of our favorite authors and researchers who always have some great... Uh, uh, insight and excellent books. They have a lot of good books out there too. I have a lot of them. And uh, this article that they did was on making sure teachers know they matter. Four steps school leaders can take to boost teacher morale and retention. And they actually start out covering some of the things that uh, we've discussed uh, before. Uh, let me read that to you. During the last few years, educators across the world have faced a deep uncertainty about their futures, which has had a, a destabilizing effect on the workforce. Our result has been the exodus of many caring teachers who chose to leave the profession before retirement. The Bureau of Labor, Labor Management reported that 300,000 educators left the field between February 2020 and May 2022. And that was from Dill 2022. That fallout is alarming and it's leading to serious consequences for schools. The School Pulse Panel at the National Center for Education Statistics, reported that in the spring of 2022, 44% of school districts had faced staffing shortages. Uh, teacher absenteeism rates rose dramatically. Administrators and non-teaching staff routinely covered classes because of substitute shortages, adding greatly to their workloads, and that's been ongoing. The buildings I get into are often short subs and are needing subs, and they're having to do... Uh, combined classrooms and come up with alternatives to cover as well as administrators and other staff covering for people that are absent. Uh, vacancies both temporary and permanent often interrupted student services and there are shortages as well. Many of the buildings I get to have shortages of nurses in particular. Uh, certain uh, areas like library, um, special ed, um, specialists like art, and music, uh, some of the different areas, uh, as well as regular teachers and classroom teachers. So another thing they said was 29% of districts saw a rise in the number of staff seeking mental health services. And that was based on research of 2022. Um, that's kind of an alarming fact as well. And the stresses that are going through the workforce. Uh, in the face of these ongoing difficulties, many organizations have called for systemic policy-based solutions, including higher compensation, changes to credentialing, requir credentialing uh, requirements, and waiving licensure fees. Not all these recommendations are under the direct influence of school and teacher leaders, but not being able to do everything doesn't mean we can't do anything. And then they say, based on their experience here, the actions leaders can take to help change the narrative on the education profession. And that's the key points that I wanted to look at tonight. Um, first thing they say is change the narrative of performance reviews. 
how many of us have not liked performance reviews anyway? And they're these long, often rubric-styled uh, documents that don't give a true reflect, reflection of how that person is actually doing. I always like the coaching visits and look-fors and the things that I've talked about in on this show before. But appraisals are often a little more standardized and they're more uh, district-oriented and they aren't always the most positive uh, depending on how they're used and the reviewer. And let's see what they say about this. Change the narrative of performance reviews. Who are the people that form the backbone of your school organization? We should feel very fortunate that we can rattle off those names in an instance, but they do know. Do, but do they know the value they bring? Principals can fundamentally alter their performance reviews by turning them into re-recruitment opportunities. Re-recruitment efforts are standard practice in large businesses who recognize that their high-performing employees are often the first ones to leave for other opportunities. Uh, that's a key point right there. They're the first ones to leave high-performing employees. For other opportunities. Outstanding educators need to know that their con contributions are seen. In addition, they deserve to know that they figure into ongoing school improvement plans. And here they talk about uh, having some meetings uh, and actually getting across to them. Uh, it says, most of all, they need to see how their work figures into the vision of the organization and where it is headed. Um, Studer, 2003, advises scheduling a recru recruitment meeting and attending to each of the following points. Thank them for their contributions. Discuss the school's mission and plans. Identify the actions they have taken and why they are so valuable. And ask what you can do for them and what barriers they face. Uh, interesting, as a principal, I always did my uh, beginning of the year always talking about our vision for the school, which I reiterated and uh, how they can contribute to that vision and what part they play in that vision and exactly the points that they're talking about, the importance of them in helping that vision come to reality. And I did that with all staff. I mean, that was something we presented that no position was uh, too low. All positions were equally uh, helping to reach that vision and everybody is supported and needs to be a part of it for it to succeed. Uh, they say change the narrative on instructional coaching. The disruptions that have upended classroom routines have left some educators asking the ex existential question, do my efforts even matter? The fear that the answer might be not really is demoralizing and can cause educators to consider other career options. Instructional coaching is traditionally a reflective enterprise, allowing the teacher to draw conclusions and identify next steps. But less sure-footed sure teachers may be struggling to accomplish, accomplish this because of their own doubts. To better support such educators, instructional coaches, and teacher mentors must take steps to provide feedback that overtly links effort to results, sparking the kind of reflective conversations that is crucial in coaching. Uh, and they, talk, they talk about language, using a framework of language. Uh, when you did this, then this occurred, and that was kind of the way I learned to coach, too, from uh, uh, Kathy Kennedy at first, and then from um, a lot of different people, Jim Knight, um, and using that coaching dialogue and um, and how to point out how the research actually works and the practices they're using actually work and what it does. And their example is they talk about when you did a think aloud, your students understood how you used a context clue to define an unfamiliar phrase. So those kinds of uh, basically constructive feedback 
are important for teachers to receive. Uh, another thing they say to do is change the narrative on how educators see themselves. Schools strive to be uh, student-centered. Students serve as the focus of our collective efforts, and the primary way we measure our effectiveness as individuals, as individuals and organizations. Uh, healthy and productive teacher-student relationships are fundamental, are foundational to academic learning. They are also an incredible source of inspiration for us as educators. In fact, many cite meaningful relationships with young people as a major reward they draw from teaching, and that was Santoro, 2011. And students thrive in a climate where they feel valued, especially by the teachers they see each day. This truth is made clear in a video filmed at El Dorado High School in Arkansas in 2015. Principal Nathan Henry asked teachers there to film the faces of students as they told them how important they were and that they were the reason the teacher came to work each day. Watch the video, and, and they give the address for the video. You'd have to look that up in the article if you'd like to see it. And then they talk about another California school who did the same thing, and the students were talking about the teachers and how much they value the teachers and how much they've, uh, um, how important they are. And they uh, tell you, that they warn you to be prepared to tear up because the videos are powerful. And that is the goal. I mean, they're powerful videos that show you that purpose. And uh, we've talked about that on the show before, the purpose and meaning. And part of that is your vision as a school. And if uh, teachers are part of that and they have ownership in it, uh, that purpose becomes stronger and they have a real reason for being there and working with the students and working with the school. And we need to do more of that and provide those opportunities uh, for the educators to uh, be a part of it for sure. And the way they conclude this, uh, um, they say... Um, each of us has opportunities to ensure that educators at the schools where, where we work where we work, know they are important and valued. Uh, write two thank you notes a week to colleagues to recognize them for what they do. Um, I think verbally even you could be uh, telling that uh, to different staff members too. When a student tells you something great that another teacher did, encourage the students to tell that teacher the same thing. And as uh, uh, my wife and her mother always does, they pass along compliments all the time that they hear about each other and people in the family and that is a, a good way of uh, continuing to change that narrative uh, again and then jumping for a minute into the Harvard Harvard Business Review and um, an issue on finding and keeping the best people um, and this was expert advice on uh, winning the race for talent and one of the articles or one of the um, excerpts of research was on the risky business of hiring stars by uh, Boris Groisberg, uh, Ashish Ananda, and Knighton Noria, and hopefully I haven't butchered their names too much, but uh, jumping to the idea in brief and some of the things they talk about are recruiting good people, uh, use disciplined hiring practice to attract promising candidates, uh, and they cite some different uh, businesses and how they um, recruit good people, establish supports, encourage high performance by creating supportive structures such as systems and processes, and um, establish procedures and routines that fuel individual success. Uh, and then they go on to talk about leadership. Even talented employees need coaching and mentor mentoring to excel. Uh, when Lehman Brother Brothers Equity Research Department was the best on Wall Street, its star analysts attributed their success predominantly to their boss's nuts and bolts guidance. Uh, so mentoring, uh, providing peer mentors, and helping uh, provide master teachers and support structures for those new teachers, 
are extremely important and people getting into uh, student teaching as well to be teachers uh, into those networks. Uh, next thing they say is internal networks encourage people to forge relationships across functions. They'll deliver better results uh, if they understand the different departments and work together. Uh, training offer programs that accelerate ta talented employees development and they talk about a training program using veteran analysts and uh, sessions to uh, basically train and mentor again and um, how to be better at your job and kind of the ins and outs and some of the tips and the uh, things that you can learn especially with teachers there's teachers there are so many things I have some really good uh, student teachers right now and I'm I'm really impressed with uh, some of the teachers the cooperating teachers that are working with them and some of the skills and the talents they have at uh, processes, procedures, and routines, and how they teach those, especially to some of the younger students, and um, how they're able to encourage those students and build, uh, build them up for success and build their self-esteem, and it's the same thing with adults, for sure. Uh, teams, working with smart colleagues sparks ideas that stimulate product productivity, Encourage high performers and teammates to counsel and coach them. Uh, ingrain a team mentality. And they talk about some different versions of team. And then use savvy retention strategies. Retaining stars requires more than salaries. Uh, understand what motivates your high performers. Then take steps to satisfy their interests. Uh, and the, uh, a thing I can see that correlates with this is uh, Gallup Strengths Finder, which I used with staff. And we're talking about getting them to uh, high performers to use their strengths and their talents. And if they get into that zone, they're actually uh, happier. They actually are more productive and they actually like their work more and the job that they're doing. So if you can use some of their strengths and their talents and get people in that strength zone, uh, they're going to be uh, better employees for you, but they're going to uh, do a lot more. And beyond that, uh, we've always said that, you know, people leave because they don't like the leader. So we've talked a lot on this show about leadership and effective leaders and the importance of uh, having effective leaders, especially in the principalship. So uh, make sure you're encouraging your staff. Uh, make sure you're doing this daily and you're doing it in a lot of different ways. And most of all, you're making sure that you're valuing your staff and showing them that you value them for the strengths and talents that they have and for what they bring to the table and how they help move that vision forward. Uh, keep working on maintaining those that, that staff base and keeping your staff and collaborate on ways to bring in others if needed and to uh, train people and to build staff capacity to work with students, to uh, work with achievement, to work with behavior and whatever you need as a school or organization. It's important we work at keeping the staff and encouraging them, make, encouraging them and making sure they feel encouraged. Uh, and you can never give enough encouragement. As I always say, continue to give that encouragement and continue to grow your staff and continue to see it move forward. And as always, I like to end with a quote, and tonight's quote is, Treat people as if they were what they ought to be, and you help them to become what they are capable of being. Uh, Johann Wolf, uh, Wolfgang von Goth. Uh, excellent quote tonight. So keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. 
And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.